0: Welcome to Cancria, home of Canada's Queer Media. My name is Luke Smith, and we are live. This is the funding drive for CIUT 89.5 FM. We are an independently owned and operated charity that runs this radio station, the work that you do, uh, in, the work that we do is only possible when we are supported by donations from the community, uh, including this show. Uh, although I do work here, um, we put the show together uh, in a volunteer capacity. And uh, we go from there. But uh, yeah, we've had some excellent responses so far from the community. Uh, We want to thank you so much for uh, putting that, uh, reaching out and and letting us know um, what you're thinking of. We're actually going to jump to a quick song um, and then I will get Sebastian on the horn, as it were. Uh, He is back from the Netherlands and uh, we're very excited to have him uh, being able to... To join us live today, so yeah, this is uh, this is exciting work. So we're going to be starting off with Kate Renata with the track "Bullets." Uh, I just need to find the track "Bullets," <laughs> so just give me a quick second here as we pull it up. Uh, this week we have some good news, which is exciting to share. We don't always have good news here on Can Queer as we look at the world of uh, not very uh, not very fun. News. Uh, there is some not so great news happening out in the world as well, but uh, we will we will get to that in just a few min- minutes. All right. As I mentioned, this is well. That's okay. We're not going to do that. We're going to do Sam Sparrow, Cut me loose because I can't find this song that uh, Sebastian has suggested. I'm not convinced that it exists. So we will uh, we will see how we go from there. All right. So this is this is Sam Sparrow with Cut Me Loose and we will be back just after this.
1: I'm my, my back and shape, my bum and just cut it loose, just cut it loose. Hey, hey. When the day behind you leaves you shattered, I only know one thing that makes it better. So call your girls and yeah. boys and go yeah. out call your alpha. Let me cut it loose, loose. shake. Just cut me loose. yeah That it me loose. It just
0: me loose. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to Canque, your home of Canada's queer medium. My name is still Luke Smith. That was a bit of a frenzied start here to a uh, new show of Canque. We have been, it's been a struggle. I could not find bullets by Kate Renata uh, to save my life. And then, you know what it was? I was searching uh, the files. Not the actual database of of music. I was I was looking in the wrong place. I, have you ever done that? And it was it was a rush, and I couldn't think straight. But back from tiptoeing through the tulips is Sebastian. Sebastian, thank you for uh, for returning to Canquia. Long time co-host. Long time no see.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's been it's been uh, unintentional chaos. It was uh, one of those good news, bad news moments, you know, Uh, 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 bad news. You missed your flight. Good news. You get to spend an extra week with your partner. Uh, Which is always nice. Under under complicated and awkward circumstances. But, yeah, it was, you know, it
1: was.
2: Better than not spending an extra week. That is a
0: glowing (laughs) review of your your time. No, no, I had a wonderful
2: time. It was just stress. It was very stressful. If I had stayed three weeks on purpose, that would have been perfect.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, that's it. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a... Funding drive here at CIUT 89.5 FM. The support from our community is absolutely critical for us to be able to do the great work that we do. Uh, I'd mentioned before that we've been volunteering to do this show for nine on, more than a decade now. Yes. There are like 10 and 11 year olds that exist that are younger than, than this show. Yep, well, yep. I mean, not this show in particular. We're we're episode 313, I think, right now. So what's that, four or five years of, of a run on this particular show?
2: Something like that, yeah. I mean, we have... Re- Rebranded a couple of times, but the show's been pretty uh, uh, consistent. Uh, well, actually, has it been consistent throughout? I don't know. Actually, we have changed our, our production style and, and our content style a few times. So, well, I mean, we've, I don't we've know. Kept it's the, kind of a kept the good, opera, good bits, like, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things I wanted to get across
0: that making radio is uh, it, it is a lot of work. Uh, we are live it's now. Good. Live is always fun. It's always great fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can phone and uh, donate. Uh, there's excellent ways to to go about uh, doing that. So the way that you can donate is, uh, I'm going to give the, the the details right over the phone. You can call us, 416-946-7800, or if you need a toll-free number, you can reach us at 1-888-204-8976. That is uh, calling to donate, give us a jingle and let us know, or go straight to our homepage, F M. And once there, you will see uh, a beautiful designed uh, graphic for the spring funding drive. Uh, I just got uh, the water bottles and the mugs in with this beautiful design um, and a nice black T-shirt. It looks really nice on a black Uh, Mm T-shirt. We have all of this available as merch. We've raised uh, just a we are we are five dollars shy of six grand. So what's that? Six percent of our total total. We're aiming for a uh, hundred thousand. Uh, the focus this year, oh, this spring funding drive, in terms of the prizes, we're very excited about the prizes. Uh, you gonna mm-hmm. just entertain me for a second whilst I share with our audience the prizes. Uh, we, if you donate uh, eighty nine fifty or above, because we're eighty nine five on the dial, uh, you'll be entered okay. into a sweepstake where you could win a package to go to the Northern Lights Festival Boreal uh, in Sudbury. So uh, I believe that includes uh, accommodations at the Hilton Inn there in Sudbury, uh, $350 via rail gift card to get there and back, as well as the festival passes. Uh, We also have uh, a similar package, no accommodations, but the festival passes and uh, 350 via rail card to go to Oshiega. Now, excellent lineup at Oshiega. If you do want to stay in the Toronto area, then the Lula World Festival. We have a couple of passes to that as well. Dinner date at the Lula Lounge, um, and very exciting three e-bikes in the raffles. Uh, today as well, so we are Ooh. we are pretty excited. I'm going to get you the the e-bike details because I don't want to get those wrong. It is the Decibel Moto, Moto Moto 20 e-bike. Uh, they're about two grand each, uh, and then we also have the Everyday Transferring Transfer Folding e-bike. Uh, so as I mentioned, great prices. You can find them all on our website as well. If you scroll down just a little bit, they're right there. Uh, it is like one half scroll. Uh, on the website, and you can see all of the prizes. So please donate uh, to CIUT.FM. We work on training volunteers. We train students on how to create and distribute content, um, you know, how to go from uh, sounding like you're in a submarine to sounding broadcast quality. That sort of is the. Unless you're trying to record in a submarine, then you would
2: mm-hmm. want that atmospheric sound. Um, mm-hmm. but, well, even you know, then, I'm sure you could. You could put up blankets or something. I probably sound like I'm in a. You submarine. sound like I'm-
0: a. You know, as soon as you said <laughs> that, I was like, you are giving submarine. That's what. That's the vibe. Yeah.
2: Oh, if I'm not if I'm not overseas, I'm in Montreal, which is actually where I am right now. Um, it's just been. One heck of a month for me.
0: Oh, you put a blanket over your head. I love it. Now we yep. just see the occasional rustling. Uh, if you want to show your love for Can in uh, in in specific, uh, you can find the show on the show's page on FM, And we have our own little funding drive uh, uh, total that you can find as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to see the support for the show. Uh, what I wanted to mention earlier is... We talk about LGBTQ news from all over the world. And uh, yes. when we can find it, we talk about Canadian LGBTQ news. I think we, I must see 500-plus news stories every day from about 50 different news sources, Um, you know, uh, where I draw our, our stories from. I just... Just lose the blanket because I am I am I'm
2: barely seeing you. And, no uh, one's distracted other than you, Luke. Well, the, I'm distracted. The audience can't see the blanket. No, well that's true.
0: All right, well, let's dive into it. I think the first piece of good news and, and, and nice news, and we're going to just start off with some like old school music. Um, George Michael uh, is going to be immortalized in the Rock and Hall Rock and Hall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Which okay. is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, pretty exciting
2: news um, for his solo work or for Wham? Both? Or just him as a person?
0: I think him as a person.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, everyone knows the "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go." And every Uh, Christmas, uh, we all hear last Christmas until we bleed in the ears. You know, like there is definitely, definitely some, you know, uh, some wham and some George Michael songs that have been played to the death. But if you were to pick, we're not going to play a George Michael song right now, but if you were to pick a George Michael song, uh, what would you pick? Something that isn't freedom. Ooh, nice, nice. Yes yeah no that's yeah. a great that's a great choice Let us know what you would pick uh, <laughs> as uh a george michael uh song I'm gonna see uh who I would pick I'm not sure who I would pick
2: you'd probably pick uh either fast love or uh oh what was that other one he did it was a club hit
0: I don't remember it's don't been a lot let of the Sun go down up. on me I think that's that's the one I'm gonna go with
2: uh, oh yeah oh 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 careless whispers
0: mm, mm, yeah i am i am pretty basic i would go with careless whispers yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one that would do me um now another band that garnered a lot of attention that uh, didn't necessarily go <laughs> too, over too well uh is uh oh, what's the frankie goes to hollywood Yes, they they split up in 1987. Uh, lead singer is openly gay. You know, has been very open about his uh, uh, living with HIV and so on. I think somebody else in the band is also gay, uh, mm-hmm. but they they rather uh, very acrimoniously broke up in 1987, and they've not been back since
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, until this past weekend. And it was okay. a big reunion. Everyone was very excited. Everyone, you know, they they drove miles and miles and miles to go see the one-time reunion of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, and uh, the performance has left people a bit non-pulsed by this particular event. They didn't play any of their hits. Well, they played they played they played one song. Uh huh. Just one song.
2: Uh, uh, which one was it It War or Two Tribes no I mean it could they could have gone with like Relax
0: or you know with some of that
2: Pleasure Dome The Power of Love it was
0: Welcome to the Pleasure Dome that was the one that they that the one and only song that they played in their their highly you know highly uh, sought after reunion Um, people were were pretty shocked but uh, the band members spoke to the interview afterwards and they were all like we're in our 60s yeah
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have to it, get Devo home had a reunion tour like 15 years ago and a lot of people were disappointed and they say like we're not skinny teenagers who can jump around the stage anymore like this is as good as it gets we're sorry to put it to you like that like if you want to hear our good stuff just listen to our old albums absolutely absolutely yeah divo's no- pretty uh pretty grounded though uh which is kind of unexpected to say about devo of all bands but yeah i've seen a few interviews with them it's really interesting to see or debbie harry as she got older she started saying like I, this is not i can't bop around like i used to do in my blondie days like live with mm. it you know this is true. although you saw meatloaf and said he didn't care oh he had my an gosh. oxygen tank yeah. strapped to his yeah. face and no, he no, just he went was, for it
0: he had like pms <laughs> on standby i saw meatloaf live uh, in belleville uh, of all places, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a small production because it was Belleville, uh, mm-hmm. in a small town, Ontario, and uh, you could see him. I was listening to it, and I was like, wow, there are far more single instrument solos in these Meatloaf tracks than I than mm-hmm. I recall, and anyone who's heard Meatloaf knows that if you get up to dance to a Meatloaf song, you are committing... To between eight and fifteen minutes, you know, like that uh-huh. is, that is a marathon, you know, no three and a half minute nonsense for Meatloaf fans. No, no, it's uh, it's a full full track. Throw in some extra instrument solos because every now and then he'd like wander off stage and you can see him because it was the middle of the day. It was a, it was a uh, a bit of a uh, you know a, uh, a rickety setup, and uh, the EMS was there, like pumping oxygen into his face to <laughs> so he could get back get back on stage. But I think that's where we're at. All of the uh, the incredible artists from the seventies, eighties, and uh, you know some of the older folks that came out in the nineties. Uh you know, the slow death march of time uh, is not uh, not so kind to them. So we'll, who knows who we're going to see. My mother went to see Tom Jones recently. And uh, I'm surprised that he's still mobile, let alone, you know, able to give a massive performance. She said he did really well. Uh, he's coming to the casino in Niagara Falls. Uh, we're not sponsored, but if Tom Jones wants to give me a ticket, I won't say no. <laughs> now... I do want to move on to some actual gay news. And there was okay. a study. You know, uh-huh. we we love a study here at Can Queer, And this okay. study, uh, it had 501 participants. So it's not huge.
2: But Moderate. That, it depends on what they're studying. That could be huge. That could be small. It depends.
0: So the study was uh, consisting exclusively of men that have sex with men and mm. uh, trans women and what they were looking at they all had had bacterial sti sexually transmitted infections in the last 12 months and okay. they had also reported having condomless sex in that same time period so 500 right. people who had had condomless sex and whom had there's too many hands here uh, an STI in the last 12 months. And what they were testing was the effectiveness of doxicillin or doxy prep, doxy uh, Okay. post exposure prophylactics, I think is what PEP stands for. Uh, mm-hmm. And essentially, it is a way of preventing bacterial sexually transmitted infections. And okay. the good news here is in they, they split the group in, in half, so half of them got the doxypep, and the other half did not get doxypep. They got the placebo, yeah. They got the placebo, yeah. But of the half that got a placebo, 30% contracted some kind of STI by okay. the end of the year. Okay. Now, in the doxypep group, 10% contracted an STI. Okay, that's not so bad. But that is, that's, you know, a two-thirds drop. But what that means is these are folks who are, you know, th- we have to we have to be real here. There are people out there who are going to have fun times, who mm-hmm. are not necessarily going to wear protection, although everyone should, everyone should for many, many, many good reasons. Highly recommend uh, safe, mm-hmm. sane, and sober uh, uh, fun times. But mm-hmm. we know not everyone is. So we have to right. be aware of the fact that some of these folks who may be on uh, uh, PrEP, uh, pre-exposure prophylactics for HIV, uh, you know, they take the health seriously. But what this means is that the rate of infection for STI, sexually transmitted infections, could very well go down because right. every one person that has it, you know can then infect a whole bunch more. But if you're dropping the number of people who who have SDIs by two thirds, mm-hmm. you know that's you know it, we we've all lived through a pandemic. We know how uh, how how exponentially infections spread, you know, and I think this is great news. I think this is very exciting. it's you know it, in terms There's only of
2: one possible drawback, and that is whenever you get any kind of pep. Uh, you need basically sort of a toxic bomb version of it because it's after the fact, so you you need a very high dose of it, and um, even moderate doses of uh, antibacterials of uh, anti not antiseptics antibiotics that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, they can make some people nauseous. It can be bad on your tummy. It can make some people dizzy. And take take the kind of antibiotics you get when you scrape your knee or you have you know dental surgery and multiply by that dose by like five to 50. I have no idea what kind of dose they gave people in this, this group. Um, you might get a few people who find it a bit rough on the tummy. Even a few people who, who've taken HIV pep have said that it's a bit rough on the tummy, but I mean, it's, it's better than getting the clap. You know, it's, it's better than having itchy bits for, you know, one to six weeks. So there's always a trade off. And I just hope that, they they find a way to sort of mitigate that so that people don't try it once and then say never again and then mm. the whole thing is a wash.
0: Well, you are right there. They were looking at antibiotic resistance and they found that for as uh, oh my gosh, this is like oh Doxicillin resistant staphylococcus staphylococcus staphylococcus? Staphylo- Just say staph. Staph. staph staph infection. Yeah. Doxy <laughs> resistant staph infections um, was was higher uh, with those that had used it. It was thirty eight percent to twelve percent, I think. No, sorry. The gonorrhea, the the uh, the uh, resistant gonorrhea was thirty eight percent in those that had taken the PEP compared to 12% in those who had not so you right. know it you're right when when you're taking these uh, antibacterials when you do get it it's uh, you know it's a, a, a stronger version of it that was able to kind of bust through the the antibacterial uh, medication mm. but you know it's uh, i don't know i think it's good news because at the end of the day we know for a fact that there are people out there who are having unprotected fun times and being able to take something like this can help mitigate risk it's all about risk management
2: at this point i think or you know even people who do everything right and then a whoopsie daisy happens the whoopsie daisies absolutely i mean you can't you can't fault people for doing everything right and then you know just unexpected events occur it can mm-hmm. happen so i mean it, it's uh yeah well,
0: we are going to be jumping to uh, a few of the stories, uh, including TikTok, in just a few minutes. I did end up finding Bullets by Kate Renata. I struggled to find it. And, uh-huh. uh And uh, anyway, but we we have it now. Uh, uh-huh. And anyway, This is Bullets by Kate Renata and uh, Kate Renata and Little Dragon. Why did you choose um, Sam Sparrow? First of all, I love Sam Sparrow. Just yes. the whole vibe is just, yeah. I mean... I'm going to go home and just play Black and Gold on repeat for the rest of the night. But why did you choose these two?
2: Well, uh, Keatron, Sam Spare, and Frank Ocean are all in the sort of soul hip-hop genre, and you don't get a lot of men doing that. Mm. There's also uh, Tyler, the creator, but let's say uh, his work is not radio-friendly because he came out halfway through his music career, and the first half of his music career, he had nothing kind to say about gentlemen. Uh, gentleman's gentleman he he used a few f-bombs in there and then he came out and all of a sudden his sound changed Hmm. and then he was very romantic about gentleman's gentleman but a little bit too romantic about gentleman's gentleman in a way that may not be radio friendly so i mean there there are male soul hip-hop sort of down tempo like that that sort of neighborhood of musician and we don't really feature them very often so i thought why yeah, not that's my fault
0: i lean heavily
2: into the folk
0: <laughs> <And> that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's entirely my fault all right this is bullets by ketronada and we will be back just after this
1: Possible things if you believe that it grows from seed. The beautiful dream.
0: Welcome back to Cancrea Home of Canada's queer media. My, my blah, blah, blah blah. My name remains Luke Smith. And uh, we also have
2: Hi, I'm Sebastian. Yes. I, I was waiting for you to say that your 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 Luke Smith was name.
0: It nearly ended up being that. That was almost exactly <laughs> what uh what I put in there. Yeah, that was it was mm-hmm. It,
2: the struggle was real for a whole, uh, whole hot second there. But, yeah, uh, you've been you've been using your uh, uh, unnamed language learning app too much. <laughs> <laughs> learning sentences that don't make sense.
0: Oh geez. yes, yeah. yeah. We,
2: we can't mention me, otherwise uh, a big green bird is going to beat me up. Yeah, nee, you bent in apple meat was one of the words that I learned, which is no, you are not an apple.
0: Well, I mean that can come up very often. It's very you know, <laughs> how often are you accused of being an apple? You know, it's this is important information to know. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, let me let me. Okay. So TikTok has been in the news recently, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I feel about it because there are a few different stories here that I think um, show the incredible strength. And the incredible concern here. So, apparently, there was a Mm -hmm. dashboard that only employees could see for TikTok. And in that dashboard, you could see people, all of the followers or or TikTok users that Mm -hmm. had been engaging with videos on LGBTQ plus topics. Right. The dashboard was uh, visible uh, all over the place, everywhere they had offices, Um, but it was removed in 2022, I think, or 2021, uh, in the US, UK, on Australia, after uh, employees there raised concerns about the fact that they can generate a list of people looking at gay TikToks. Mm -hmm. Right. For
2: very obvious reasons. Well, I mean, it depends on what the topic is, but generally, yeah, I would say broadly obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, there are security concerns because we're not just tracking people in, you know, a, a, a democratic nations with uh, accepting legal systems. You know, their TikTok is a, a global phenomenon. Anyone with a smartphone anywhere in the world can access it. And uh, not everywhere in the world necessarily has a positive relationship with the LGBT community and members thereof. So it is a, it can be a bit of a security concern. There's also just a privacy concern. Yeah. I, I, I've seen a few articles where uh, they had interviewed former employees who said it, it kind of feels like nobody's business. But the obvious... Uh, exception to that is this is how they make their money. They track people according to their interests and target ads accordingly. But should that information be as easy to get your hands on as it used to be?
0: Yeah, I think the concern here is, you know, we've all been subject to targeted ads that follow us around uh, you know, the internet. If you don't think you've been subject to a targeted ad, just Google flights to Mallorca. Uh, in August, and then just wait and see how many flight advert adverts <laughs> follow you around after that. Or just type the word wedding into Google. That's, that's all is needed uh, mm-hmm. to, to be harassed in, until the day you die. Um, it is it is quite, quite something. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, what TikTok says is that they do not track data such as race, sexual orientation, gender identity, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. But what they do track is somebody who watches an awful lot of videos on, you know, being black or a lot of videos on being gay or a lot of videos on being trans. Um, And, you know, it doesn't take a genius to infer that, you know, there might be an interest. What they point is actually baking. They were like, look, we have a lot of, you know, bake talk is a thing. We have lots of people uh, Mm -hmm. who look at videos of people baking and making baked goods but that right. doesn't mean that every one of them are bakers uh, right you know the and, and i'm like that's a great point i am not a baker but i have definitely i i stumbled into cake talk during the whole uh uh rainbow cake debacle recently but yeah it's
2: do you, do you know what the bridge between these two topics is what what is the bridge between these two topics how to cook that with Anne reardon you don't know? It's it's a YouTube channel, and it's just this lady who does like better baking videos and debunking videos, and every single person who I know who watches this thing is a gay man. If for some reason this, this channel is a gay man magnet, even though it's just some Australian lady who cooks things and then feeds them to her husband, and he makes a face and says, that's awful. Where did you get that recipe? And it was like chat AI or chat GTP or something that came up with that. But yeah, no, it's it is really interesting how certain things don't have to make sense. It's sort of an emergent property. Like you could just have, um, you know, there, there, there could be a trend. So for example, approximately two, perhaps three years ago, there was a whole lot of talk about, uh, uh salad and green salad, uh, especially and, um, making salad and what not to do in front of one's salad. Um, you look completely oh this is a meme you don't remember this meme oh, do the, you
0: Oh oh in front of my salad that meme Yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yes now I am now I am now I have caught up <laughs> Okay mm-hmm. we're not going to go into any further details but those who know know in
1: and not in in front of my everywhere. salad yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. could be
2: someone who does not uh, watch uh, uh uh the genre from which this comes uh but it just it was it was everywhere you couldn't escape it mm-hmm. it just it was everywhere it so the culture, does yeah, that yeah. mean that all of a sudden uh, uh gay men are fascinated by salads? Uh, yeah by spring greens like is radicchio all of a sudden a, a topic of interest no but you know the spike in interest in salads uh approximately two or three years ago uh could be associated with the gay community it's just st- statistical you know, it's these things can happen that just there there's a weird interest and you can actually make links. You don't have to actually figure out if somebody is or is not gay or a woman or black or indigenous or live in the countryside. They could just be investigating things, not investigating, but like watching a lot of videos on a certain topic just because for some reason that just came up a lot.
0: Yeah. I One of the things that uh, I mean, it's been called the last wholesome bit of the Internet, and that is. Book Talk, which is okay. you know, really it's just TikTok about books. Um, okay. And but what's really interesting here is they're finding that the amount of audience in Book Talk is so significant that when things sort of catch uh, a bit of virility in terms of uh, Book Talk, they immediately mm-hmm. they, it translates to massive sales. Uh, online and and elsewhere, but the big the reason that I bring up book talk in the context here is on the one hand, you know, TikTok knowing that I've looked at gay themed videos is not great, but on mm-hmm. the other hand, the representation of queer characters in books and the access for queer publishers, uh, writers to be seen and heard, and sort of cutting through the noise, you know, I feel like. It's, it's democratizing, it's a sort of opening up that, that uh, sealed box of who can and will make it big in publishing uh, and cracked it wide open. And the people who have most significantly benefited are those uh, who are queer authors or queer stories um, or racialized folks who didn't have that same kind of channel through that uh, that existed before. So, yeah, there, there is a bit of a, a, a big change happening in, in, in publishing. Driven by people watching TikToks, uh, and mm-hmm. queer folks are, are benefiting from that. But at the same time, are they selling the fact that we're watching these TikToks, <laughs> and to advertisers who can then do targeted ads? You know, imagine this: you are uh, 16, you're living at home, you've been watching some videos about, you know, gay bullying or whatever, the lived experience, mm-hmm. and uh, now there's targeted ads on the family. Uh, family Wi-Fi network or what have you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It is it is very, very concerning. It it could inadvertently raise the topic with employers, with, with family members. You know, how do you explain that? You know, how do you explain why suddenly the targeted ads have changed their tune?
2: So, so far, this story looks mostly like Not quite an expose or some kind of investigative journalism, you know, uh, a a gumshoe hit the pavement, figured it out kind of situation. But at this point in time, the the story does seem to largely rotate around the the revelation that this is happening. Um, I haven't seen any updates from TikTok about... Uh, future plans and what to do about this. Have you? Well, what we've
0: secured from TikTok is that uh, they've removed this particular element from the dashboards. Now, we haven't had any kind of confirmation about whether or not it's been moved from the dashboards in China, um, Mm -hmm. where they, in the the TikTok in China, dance in China, was able to allow or disallow uh, the employees in other countries to be able to see or not see this particular dashboard. So it uh-huh. still remains a bit of a mystery as to whether or not they still have access to that. But I think fundamentally, it, it is very concerning. Um, but they also know all of the people who are looking at book and they also know all the people who are looking at bake talk. You know, it's <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's just a, a viewing group. Um, you know the number of straight married with children women who Mm -hmm. write gay erotica Mm -hmm. is significantly larger than what you would think it would be (laughs) like it is it's like a disproportionate (laughs) disproportionate number of people um but i bring that up because you know not all of those videos are going to be gay men some of them are going to be you know Female gay erotica writers that are happily married with several kids and are not gay. You know, it's, uh, who
2: knows? And more than just Anne Rice, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We just, we don't know who all these people are. So it's, it's hard to mm-hmm. make, uh, inferences, uh, from it. Uh, but you had a couple of quick updates on the Canadian front. What is, what's gay and happening in Canada? Well, I got,
2: uh, one sort of a, uh, an, a small update. Uh, there is a, a municipality in Ontario, uh, Norwich, who have recently gone down the path of um, sort of declaring that they're only going to put up the three major flags on their flagpoles from now on. So municipal, provincial, and federal. No more special interest flags. They used to have an exception for pride flags, but they've removed that as well. And it, it so far, it appears to be on the same logic as... Oh, what was the other one? Not Wawa. There there was a story that we did um, about a month ago about another municipality that did a, a similar thing. Um, but it does seem to be a growing thing, especially in more rural uh, municipalities, to go down this path. Now, of course, they're not preventing um, local business associations from putting up. Uh, from organizing themselves to put up uh, rainbow flags in the windows or, or anything of the sort, you know, they're not banning rainbow flags. They're just no longer putting them up the flagpole at city hall or at any official locations. Uh, Mayors from neighboring municipalities to to Norwich have basically said to them, this is a bad decision. Um, I feel kind of on the fence. I think we've talked about this many times before, but if you miss those episodes, uh, the idea of allow everyone or allow no one if you only allow the pride flags up then what does this tell the community about local acceptance about um jewish communities or muslim communities or indigenous communities that you know the the having an exception for only one group is kind of weird um so i don't know the let everyone run their flag or let no one run their flag as much as let no one run their flag is not ideal at least it's fair um, but there does seem to be a concern in the area about what that tells um, citizens of Norwich about what the local government has to say about them. But again, they're not banning rainbow flags altogether; they're just not going to put them up their own flagpole anymore. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's. Yeah, we've done I mean, stories it's, like this it's before.
0: it's a challenge because it's you know it it is such a hot. For reasons beyond, you know, maybe my comprehension, but folks feel mm. very concerned when they see a rainbow on a flagpole, and mm. uh, so perturbed and disturbed by a rainbow on a flagpole that uh, they they get uh, particularly uh, upset. But what it means is, you know, just, you know, maybe maybe the option is just to opt out. Maybe we don't have any flags, you know. But I think that what that does is it further silences the community. And this is a community that has been silenced for a long, long, long time. You know, there was it reminds me of a story coming out of the States, Uh, somebody in the military was looking at how uh, the u s. armed forces enacts any kind of equitable um, uh, supports. yeah, you know, and it's it's the language that was used for the don't say gay, no, not not don't say gay um ask don't tell policy for a long time. Mm-hmm. you know, right? it's like are we are we going backwards into those into those kind of times? like you can be gay. But just don't tell me about it. Don't tell anyone about it. Um, you know, just don't don't acknowledge it. It's uh, not. We seem to have lost you there for a second, Sebastian. Okay, whilst he comes back, I will give an update on uh, Uganda. We've been following the Ugandan story. Uh, they had introduced one of the world's most vile anti-gay bills uh, that we've seen in a long time. Um, and then, uh, are you back, Sebastian?
2: I, uh, yes, you tell yes, me yes, okay right.
0: excellent. So they had brought into this one of the world's most violent anti-gay bills uh, that anyone had seen for a long time. Uh, in Uganda, uh, the Ugandan president uh, kicked it back saying he was concerned about the lack of rehabilitation as an option. Um, it has been changed. Now, it is no longer going to be illegal. It has been approved. It's now gone for signature. Uh, It is no longer going to be illegal to just identify as gay. So simply identifying a homosexual as a homosexual is not going to be a crime now. I think that is um, a very meager win. But what remains (laughs) in this bill... Is it still includes the death sentence for aggravated homosexuality? And right now, I am identifying as an aggravated homosexual, mm-hmm. um, which applies to certain same-sex act. Uh, this is not what I identify with, uh, but you know, same-sex acts, uh, sexual relations with people living with HIV, uh, and criminal offences. But anyone with HIV who has sex now, who is gay, gets the death penalty. That is the decision. In Uganda, Uh, it Mm -hmm. also retains the measure for jailing people up to ten years for advocating for LGBTQ rights. So, if you identify as gay yourself, but if you tell anyone that that's a good thing, um, Mm -hmm. you could be jailed for ten years. But what's really interesting is uh, there was Rachel Maddow did some. We've talked about this this before about the the reach of uh, U.S. evangelism into Uganda. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. To the point that there was a, uh, what was it? Family Watch International, which is based out of Arizona, hosted a major conference uh, in Uganda. Uh, they've been declared a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, but the wife of <laughs> the president of Uganda uh, not only attended. Kay uh, Masevani, uh, but also tweeted about how wonderful a time she had at the conference focusing on global challenges and the threat to African family values. What's hmm. also come out recently is a report by the Dutch, uh, let me get this name of this organization right, the Dutch Institute for Journalism and Social Change. And what they did is they followed the money. They were like, okay. okay Let's have a look at the people advocating for this bill, who helped write this bill, who helped rewrite this bill that now has the death penalty for for a lot of gay folks in Uganda. Uh, And they found that a lot of international aid went to organizations that have been vocally advocating for this bill. Now, I went and read the report, Mm -hmm. and wouldn't you know, Canada is in that report. Ooh, they sure are. We haven't had time. We didn't have enough time to be able to reach out to Global Affairs Canada. We have reached out to them in the past, but uh, it might seem a bit dated. Let me find out here. From 2016 to 2000, no, 2013 to 2016, the Canadian International Development Agency, uh, through one of their uh, intermediaries, gave about, about 1.3 million Canadian to the Church of Uganda. Uh, of which they used just shy of 100 grand. Um, But why is the Church of Uganda of concern? Uh, Let me find it here. Because at the time, in 2012, the Church of Uganda was urging the MPs to enact the legislation that had been introduced in 2010. So this same church that had almost 100 grand in Canadian dollars advocated for what was then uh, an even worse version of this bill um, to go through. But this is the Canadian example. They found tons of money from USAID, tons of money from UK aid agencies going into organizations that on the ground in Uganda are advocating for the death penalty for gay people. Uh, And it is really quite shocking.
2: It's more than just that. Uh, One of the things they took out of the the law, and, and thank heavens for that. Um, It used to be illegal to fail to report someone who you knew was a homosexual. And if they could prove that you knew someone was a homosexual and you did not report them, then you yourself could go to prison, not for life or anything. It was just, I think it was like two to five years or something, but that's two to five years for not snitching on someone. And that is, that is, that is some 1970s dystopian science fiction stuff right there. Now that was one of the things that they removed from the revised law so you know saying merely being a homosexual onto itself uh that's not illegal anymore that's a small victory it actually goes quite quite a ways because it means that whole communities are not going to be destroyed and sent to prison because they failed to report a single individual Yeah, yeah so it is miles better than it used to be however uh, they they have time zones to cross <laughs> in order to get to where they're going. So small blessings. That's all I can say about that.
0: I think what this deep report in terms of where the international aid goes is we need to be, as Canadians, holding the government accountable for where our donation dollars are going. Are we funding mm-hmm. organizations that are advocating for the death penalty for gay people In countries where we're trying to send uh, uh, support, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that that is a serious conversation that Canada needs to have with itself. There is not an awful lot that we can do about how Uganda chooses to or not to govern itself. You know, we can uh, decide whether or not we want to engage in trade. We can, you know, you know, diplomatically rebuke them. But what we also Mm. can do is choose not to fund the the most vocal advocates (laughs) for these outrageous laws.
2: You know what I mean? It's it's double funding as well, because then the various, you know, diplomatic branch of the Canadian government is also reaching out trying to prevent this. So mm. we're paying twice. Absolutely. Well, we have run out of time on today's show
0: uh, we are going to be jumping in with uh, it's uh, Frank Ocean with Pink and mm-hmm. White. I believe Frank Ocean just pulled out of Coachella, <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, not a, not been a very good week for Frank Ocean at the moment. But uh, I
2: wouldn't blame him though. Coachella has a reputation for how they treat their musicians.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, not uh, not ideal. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week. We have a few other stories to to touch on. But uh, my last call out here for uh, for everybody is please help and support the radio station here. We train the next generation of broadcasters and uh, hoping to find some more volunteers to make Can uh, and amongst other shows and bring a diversity of perspectives and voices and opinions and music to the floor. Songs that you're unlikely to hear elsewhere you can reach us by donating uh, over the phone, if that's what tickles your fancy, at 416-946-7800 or toll-free at 1-888-204-8976. That's 416-946-7800 uh, or toll-free 1-888-204-8976. We also take donations online, uh, by e-transfer, by check. You can even show up. And hand us actual cash. Uh, we may what? die of shock, but we will, we will happily accept it. Uh, we have uh-huh. some merch available on site. Uh, otherwise, there is uh, tons of great stuff. Somebody bought a, uh, a big old fleece blanket with the, the Spring oh. uh, Funding Drive logo on it. It looks like a really nice blanket. I may also buy one. Uh, but that's all for now. We have run out of time on today's show. We're playing out with Pink and White by Frank Ocean. And we'll be back next week.
2: Happy Smith And I'm in Sebastian. And thanks for listening.
3: Yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way every day goes. Every time we've no control. If the sky is pink and white. If the ground is black and yellow. It's the same way you showed me. My head, don't close my eyes. Halfway on a soul move. It's the same way you show me. If you could fly, then you'd feel south. Up north getting cold soon. The way it is, we're on land. So I'm someone all oh, true. Keep it cool and it's still alive. Won't let you down when it's all rude. Just the same way you show me. Show. Yeah.